The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's a short punt. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets. And he's going to go. Jets win it. Touchdown. Rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. What a freaking game, man. It's like, it's just like, this is why you watch sports, honestly. For, for, they had a great for call, For events like that. I mean, there's, John, there's, John Perry notwithstanding, they had a great call. How about, like, like the way I picture John Perry and, for like, I, I know that, like, this is Wednesday and the game was Monday night, but we haven't talked about it yet. I think Perry got killed by a lot of people for this, including, like, me and Ken on Twitter after the game. Yes. Like, probably, like, like couldn't wait to get on the air like probably like watched a replay it's like oh my god there's a possible yeah. penalty here and it's like i imagine him just like tapping the producer being like me me me, me. Like, come to me i got, I got something watch here. me I ruin this something. watch me ruin this moment like I, there, we should actually honestly now that espn has like plus and all these like you know all these different channels and stuff they should have a half hour streaming show that's john perry watching really really famous historical sporting events and telling you Ruining why they them. shouldn't have counted because there was a penalty <laughs> yeah. so like oh you know uh you know miracle on ice they were offsides when they put the puck in the zone. Sorry. So. <laughs> Sorry about or that. Or like, oh, the, oh, the immaculate reception. Actually, actually, the ball hit the ground, and I have scientific yeah. proof that it did. It's like Kareem that show Skyhook on against, <laughs> The baby sky hook against the Celtics. Actually, he pushed off with his off arm. It actually should have been an offensive foul. Yeah. That Like that show it's on tough. True TV, um, Adam Ruins Everything, which I don't think exists anymore. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember that show, and uh, apparently that's because it doesn't exist anymore. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I only remember it because I I watch Impractical Jokers all the time, and there were commercials oh, for it. They used to run constantly. They uh, got the Impractical Jokers lead in. They got the lead in, and they still couldn't last. Uh, that's tough. Yeah, I I I think True TV has had some issues with getting getting anything besides for Impractical Jokers to land. Like Fox Impractical Jokers 20, is really twenty good. years with The Simpsons, right? Yeah. Well, what are we going to put on at eight thirty? How about Greg the Bunny? Nah, I think we're pretty good. So. <laughs> what about like wasn't like Bob's Burgers pretty good? I didn't watch it, but didn't like that wasn't, yeah, wasn't but that's, that successful. That's, the funny thing is, like they they found a couple shows recently. I mean, in the last ten years, but The Simpsons stopped being good. I don't know, twenty five years ago. But like when in it was 90s. really good, when it was really good, like Futurama, they found that back in the day that helped a lot, like in terms of you know having like a around the Simpsons slot. But man, the list of shows is really funny <laughs> if you ever look you'll just look it up and you'll just be like there are 25 shows here and i've heard of exactly zero of them i mean absolutely none of them there's one called wonder falls i think i don't remember what i was gonna was say about. maybe like football fans will know because like they probably got promoted ad nauseum yes. like on football sundays right. maybe like we'd recognize a couple of them like murder animation domination she wrote mm -hmm. oh i remember that um yeah. but just like you know yeah. like Buck and Aikman are the absolute gold standard. Like far and away the best NFL like play-by-play and color commentary yeah. team. What number one or otherwise with a bullet, the best. Not close. And they got that game too. 
which was great. Van Pelt post game. I mean, it, everything was. It was just great. It was a great night of uh, of television. Uh, very, very, very dramatic. Obviously, with the injury and the and the Jets win. And I think you know our listeners and viewers. You guys know, like we always like we shoot you straight. We tell you we tell you how it is. We like things. We don't like things. It's a great broadcast. And like, you're right. Like, Van Pelt afterwards was fantastic. It's like like yeah. who's changing the channel after that game ends with everything yeah. that happened. Had Garrett Wilson on the set. Garrett Wilson was great. It was really good. Yeah. How about how about the. It just didn't come out till till yesterday, but the Rogers said to Garrett Wilson in the locker room, "Sorry, kid," with like uh, tears in his eyes or something. It's just like, and it's, and I got like my wife, like my mother in law yesterday. Do you feel bad? For Aaron, oh my god, Aaron Rodgers must be so sad. Do you feel bad for him? It's probably like wiping his tears with hundred dollar bills. I yeah. think we're good. How about does he feel <laughs> bad for me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that it's moron's good. got almost four hours today. Have fun, buddy. <laughs> it's like it's Rogers. Thirty million guaranteed for four snaps. Sign, take my Achilles. Sign <laughs> right. me up, yeah, yeah. please. That's, that's, here, please. I think I got a rusty knife around here somewhere. Let me get it for you. Yeah, make it out to Ken knife. Barkley. B A. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, so. I'll, I'll get a I'll get a tetanus shot afterwards with my unlimited <laughs> sum of money. That would right. be really great. I'll uh, buy all the tetanus shots, all of them in the entire world. I got it. I'm all over it. Uh, that's like the Curb Enthusiasm episode where the person's hoarding all like the COVID tests, yes. <laughs> this is, which is really funny. I forget who it is in that one episode, but it's great. Uh, all our guests are coming up uh, next, starting next hour on the show. Rob Bazola, Brian Baldinger in hour two, Will Brinson, Eric Eager in hour number three. The games we bet still to come. Lockness still to come. Bets for tonight still to come. National League Cy Young still to come. But right now, we bring you up to speed with all the line movement for week number two in the National Football League with this edition of It Moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. It moved. Oh, man. It hits different when Nick's not connected. Ken, what can you tell us about the Nick, are you there audio-wise, by the way? Like, talk right now. Are you there? Nope. Now he's getting logged in again. All right, we'll see what happens. Uh, I guess I should be Nick then? Sure. Ken, what can you tell us about the market for Jets-Cowboys coming up 425 Eastern time on Sunday? Well, Nick, glad you asked. Uh, this was a really interesting market because, obviously, it's the first start for Zach Wilson this year. And... This was going to be a really big number once Aaron Rodgers was declared out for the year. Uh, Nick and I were both talking about this offline, actually. Remarkably similar to the market in week two involving the Cowboys last year. So Cowboys this year, week two, host a team with a backup quarterback. Team that was supposed to be really good with a backup quarterback. Cowboys last year, they were the team with the backup quarterback in week two. They were plus seven and a half at home against Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, for people who remember that game, uh, Dak Prescott didn't play. Cooper Rush was the starting quarterback. Kind of like held down the fort and let Dallas accumulate a very, very, very good regular season record. Uh, and the Cowboys at home, plus seven and a half with Cooper Rush, actually won that game. Uh, beat Cincinnati. It was a, a really stunning upset. <laughs> yeah, yet another example of what we talked about in the first segment of like, everybody thinks something's going to happen and then actually just it just doesn't. And the backup is actually way better than you think in a one game situation uh could we see a similar situation here well the market certainly doesn't think so and remember dallas 
just I, whatever in the NFL, especially what are markets shaped by injuries and whatever the last thing we just saw from you. The last thing we just saw is Micah Parsons doomsdaying the entire Giants offensive line and the Cowboys winning 40 to nothing. So what you see is Cowboys open a big favorite. They open seven and a half, eight. Sure, like has to be more than a touchdown, right? I think any level-headed person. Okay, Zach Wilson on the road. I don't care how good the Jets are. Zach Wilson on the road against the, th the team we just saw Sunday night. Cool, more than a touchdown. And actually, uh, that's been bet out even more uh, throughout the course of the week. Remember, Jets are also on a short week, Monday, then traveling. I'm um, sure a lot of betters probably don't like that too much either. And uh, so a short week to get Zach Wilson up to speed to like really take the first team reps and be the number one quarterback. So Cowboys open date, now nine and a half. Interesting. Do we go to 10 in the game? What happens? Is there resistance at that point? That'll be really interesting. So that's the side for the game. And then the total is also very interesting. Opens 42. And I think, you know, Nick was on this. I think a lot of people were on this where it's like, all right, yeah, the total needs to be way lower, obviously. But you have the Jets defense in the game, too, acquitted themselves really well to turn over Josh Allen a ton of times in the game on Monday night. And then you also have what Dallas did Sunday night. So you think to yourself, all right, if I told you, like the person listening, the total opens 42. Not that you have to be right, but like, what direction would you guess it would go in? Dallas won 40 to nothing. The Jets defense picked off Josh Allen, whatever it was, three times in the game. And yeah, I had a fumble recovery too. So opens 42, what do you think is going to happen? Well, probably a little more likely to go down, right? There are a couple totals in the 30s this week. Well, you're right. Uh, total in the market right now, about 39, 39 and a half. Um, I'll give you kind of my betting take on the game, just as like a an appetizer, not like exactly what I'm going to do come weekend, but like how I'm thinking about the game. Typically in games like this, my look is almost only ever to the dog because usually this exact type of thing happens where market opens big and gets bigger against a backup quarterback. This is a little different because they did win Monday night. It's not like our expectations are quite as rock bottom, I guess, but they're really, really low expectations and they're getting lower because the, uh, the opposite side is getting bet against the backup quarterback. And you're like, you want to take Zach Wilson plus nine and a half against what we just saw from that Dallas uh, defensive front. I just would remind people of two things. One, these kinds of situations, I always think it, it tends to be valuable to bet the dog and bet the backup or the hurt team or whatever in all sports. Let the market get bet out as much as possible. Play back the opposite way. Haven't done it yet, but like am thinking about it. And then you're like, all right, this is where I think it gets really interesting. Uh, if the Jets are going to win or be really competitive, if they're going to do one of those two things, if the Jets are going to either win the game outright, which would be a stunning upset at this point, or they're going to be really competitive in the game, keep the game very close. Is that correlated to one side of the total, one part of the total, over or under? And in a lot of situations, dog and under are correlated anyway. Fewer points means like a, a bigger dog can keep it. Obviously, if it goes under, they'll keep the game closer. They'll cover at the same time. Okay. I honestly think if the Jets are going to win the game, now maybe you're like, well, the Jets aren't going to win the game, so we don't have to have the conversation. Okay, great. Let's say they win. Workshop the final score. <laughs> does, does the Jets number when they win? I mean, honestly, just think about Monday Night Football, and maybe that's recency bias, but honestly, like, I don't think Zach Wilson's going to transform on a short week to be something different. So I think the Jets' ability to score, even if they force turnovers off Dak Prescott, is going to be really limited. A fun bet in this game might honestly be, like, Jets' money line parlayed with the under. They can make, they can cover nine and a half, and the game can go over, because that's a lot of points, and there's a lot of wiggle room there. They can lose, you know, 27-20, 27-19, whatever, and uh, and still obviously, like, go over the number but cover a very, very big point spread. But to win, like, can they score 20? Can they score 23 points in a game? I think they honestly almost have to win, and I would have to go back to check the Cooper Rush final score in Week 2. I actually think the Cowboys won in this exact same way also. Backup quarterback, but the defense is great. 
short week. Cowboys defense formidable, obviously, as well. I think an interesting angle in that game, like if you don't want to just like click the button on the Jets, maybe you want to lay it with Dallas, tease them, money line them, think they're really likely to win. Could be right. Um, I think it's just interesting, like the payout, and I haven't run it yet, but I mean, it's going to be aggressive, is uh, Jets money line and the under basically being if they win, the game is much more likely to go under a total like 39 and a half. It doesn't mean it has to win if they win, but the payout's going to be really, 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 really big. Could be a fun way to play the game. Just like one team winning is, is more correlated to a part of the total than the other. And uh, so I think that's kind of like my only thought on Jets Cowboys to now. The only, the only other thing we have to follow throughout the week is key number wise does it go to 10 and does the total keep dropping obviously they're not gonna be any weather in the game but based on perception of zach wilson which is correct i think he stinks i don't think there's any way around it and they, he basically did nothing in the game uh so i guess one last thing that's worth noting i am rambling now a little bit last thing worth noting on this game that the cowboys tend to give up a lot of runs up the middle from teams that can take advantage of that like don't let the edge rushers just completely demolish and doomsday you like they did against the giants like really like Brees hall and dalvin cook can't have like a really big game here and just like keep the jets like drives going keep that happening i just the more i think about the game the more i'm like i actually kind of like the jets uh but money line and under i think is like an interesting betting look early in the week and we'll get about picks for the game on friday uh we'll do one other game here real quick and nick will want to update the news on this when he gets back on he'll be back on next segment hopefully but just to kind of update like the the next game that we should really talk about because there's pressing news with it uh seems very 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 likely based on reporting that the chiefs will have both chris jones and travis kelsey back on the field when they play jacksonville uh this is a continuation of a game and a story and a betting handicap philosophy advice uh that we've been doing for like three days now and it's been uh and it's been pretty obvious what was going to happen and now that it's happened i don't think you can be surprised where the line is going to move uh so chris jones reporting is like he will play on sunday we don't know how many snaps that he'll end up playing but he will play most impactful player on the chief's defense and then travis kelsey back at practice uh reporting sort of like the innuendo is that it very likely now that he will play on sunday and the market has responded to that so even if you don't believe me or you think he's not going to play or you think he's going to be limited whatever uh the chiefs opened a two and a half point favorite in this game on friday of last week and on sunday of last week we talked about this game and how it would probably open less than three and then when jones and or kelsey were declared in the market would then move in the chief's direction the question would just be how much does it move in the chief's direction so my guess on friday was opens two and a half gets bet up when uh when those two players are announced in if they're announced and i thought it was i think we all thought it was more likely kelsey would play than didn't play okay well now it's wednesday it seems more likely for sure that kelsey's gonna play jones is playing and the market for the chiefs game is really interesting two and a half at open three and a half everywhere right now so this is kind of like a funny situation and just worth remembering you know i think a lot of people would think about this game last week and like if you have a healthy respect for betting markets or sports books or whatever some combination of the two you'd be like well ken surely when the number opened and then hung out at two and a half like everyone knows the report from the the opener last week that kelsey they were optimistic he was going to play in week two um that has to be built into this number. Like how could how could the number in the market not reflect something that seemed likely? And until it's official, until it's a thing, until there's really reporting that it's a thing, it's not always gonna be in there. <laughs> it's not always, and oftentimes some of that, like some sentiment about Kelsey is built into the number, but like, even if it is, you'll still get more movement on the news. There'll just always be a reaction 
to like a star player and reporting about status involving a star player in NFL markets. It'll just always happen. So like even if Chiefs two and a half was quote unquote the right number, even with both those guys playing in the in the opinion of the sports books or the people who are betting early in the week, he gets announced in, Chris Jones gets announced in, like you're gonna get a pop. Now, did I know it was gonna go to three and a half? No. Three minus twenty could have been the right answer to the question, but it is three and a half right now, which means if you were paying attention early in the week and you wanted to play and trade numbers, you could have Chiefs minus two and a half and Jacksonville plus three and a half right now, middle three, and you probably could have done it pretty cheaply. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, we'll do more line movement. Hopefully we get Nick re uh, reconnected and uh, and continue with it moved. First hour, you better you bet, uh, right here on the BetQL Network.